welcome to the Soulbound podcast, where you can tag along as we journey through Korea. No plane required. We are Ophelie and Kevin, two friends and Korea enthusiasts. On the agenda today, we'll tell you a story and share one thing about Korea that we liked. Today is a bit of a special episode because we're both recording in the same place. I'm in Zurich for the holidays, so we thought we would record an episode to commemorate this. And the first is the New Year, so I have to ask, what are your New Year resolutions, Kevin? <laughs> so, first of all, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Oh my God, I'm so rude. It plays into the French stereotype. <laughs> yes, thank you very much for this. Very happy to host you here in Zurich in my very modern and professionally equipped studio. Somewhere in between my kitchen and my living room. Um, I appreciate it. It's much better than my previous place. Whatever that says about us. <laughs> of course, I have excellent New Year's resolutions I've thought about. Let me think about them once more. No, of course, there is one very important New Year's resolution. And it's to get you, dear listeners, to finally share a story with us. Oh, yeah. That would be really cool because we've been looking for them. And no one is reaching out to us to tell us amazing stories of stuff that happened in Korea. And we would really love to hear them. It can be anything. The most anecdotic moment, something that happened to you. If it's about food, all the better. We love food stories, as you might have noticed. So yeah, just reach out to us. If you feel bad and you can hear the desperation in Ophelia's voice, this is where we're at now. This is how we're starting our new year. With desperation. No, of course not. Oh, of course not. We're very optimistic that we will get at least one story this year. That's a good resolution. I think you should always go with achievable <laughs> resolutions. Otherwise... I agree with that. I think it's a good it's a good mindset. So in this spirit, what is your New Year's resolution? And you cannot copy mine. <laughs> Let me think. Oh my God. Why did I ask this question? I don't know. This is like the most stupid question to ask anyone. Mm, work less, be happier. <laughs> so a little backstory. This is what Kevin said in the previous recording of this. <laughs> so I'm still stealing yours because I have no idea and, and I'm, I'm, I'm not creative, you know. I, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is very private. Mm -hmm. This is a very personal <laughs> year's resolution. I don't think you should just take it. Anyways, very happy to have you here in Zurich and to catch up on live. We did this for many hours before recording this. So we thought we would never get to it in the end, but we managed. I think we should be rewarded for this. With one good story. Well, yeah. So we were talking about what we could talk about. Let me tell you, this is always difficult because Kevin never remembers anything so getting him to remember something is kind of a miracle so <laughs> with this out of the way this is the first time we we are actually together in a physical space for the preparation for the podcast and also for the the actual podcast and so you know i kind of had to show you hopefully my professional approach to uh, brainstorming ideas very professional <laughs> it's systematic professional it's it's how i do it so what i do you know, I think really, really hard about what point in time I want to look up. And then I go through pictures. And I really hope whatever I did that you know, I want to talk about uh, was commemorated with a photo. Yeah. Little backstory here. It was like, when were we in Korea? I don't remember, like 2018. <laughs> 
I was like, no, Kevin, 2016. This is how precise and how hard he thinks about like the point in time he wants to go back to. <laughs> Anyways, in the end, he found the photo. And so, Kevin, tell us about the photo you found. The first photo I saw was of me standing in front of a Ananta cooking show poster. Does this uh, ring a bell, hopefully? Going with you, no, but I did go to the Nanta cooking show before. Quick backstory about the show. It's a very long-standing show that they have in Korea where you can just get a ticket and you just go to the show. There, It's going on all year long. I think it's one of the longest running shows in Korea. Okay, not gonna lie, we looked it up before. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's been running since like 1997, which is so impressive. It's, so it's been going on for 27 years. And it's this show where, you know, just a crew of people making music out of cooking. So it's really creative. It's fun to go watch. It's a, it's a crowd place. pleaser. Yeah, it's a crowd pleaser in Korea in general. Um, I think you have it in Seoul, but also in other places in Korea because it's really just that big. So we actually saw it in Jeju. Oh. Yeah. I saw it in Seoul. We were recommended the Nanta cooking show when we were in Jeju. The weather was not particularly nice while we were in Jeju. So, you know, we had to do something. And in the hotel, they were, they were like, oh, yes, yes, you just go. It's fun. And uh, you don't need to know any Korean. So that was a huge plus you know, <laughs> for two uh, non-Korean speaking uh, people. It's all non-verbal performance. As Ophelia said, they, you know, they play with cutting boards, with knives, chopsticks, you know, whatever you can think. And they make this really nice one and a half, two hour show. And should I go into the story directly? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So we recommended the show. We showed up and you know, we had tickets that the hotel had bought for us. And it was quite a small theater, 100, 150 people. Oh, that is very different from my experience in Seoul. That theater was huge in the, in like the Myeongdong area that we've talked about before, oh. like the super touristic area. Yeah. So no, actually my experience was a huge room. No, it was quite small, very nice little location. Felt quite intimate with this small theater hall, which, you know, also meant that we were probably the only non-Koreans in this theater. You know, one thing that we didn't know, we weren't told, and we weren't expecting is that in the Nanta cooking show, there is audience participation. So what this means for me <laughs> is that, you know, I usually get called up. <laughs> this was not the first time, and this was also not the last time. What a terrible fate to have, <laughs> to be the one to always be called up. <laughs> I really don't like it. This makes me feel so bad. And I'm sure they just feel it. They're like, oh, this guy does not want to come up. Let's call him. I was there on the stage and they called up someone else. Again, luckily it was not in Korean. I got some disguises. They gave me a hat and an apron and you know, I was supposed to eat on stage. Unfortunately, I cannot tell you what happens in the show. I don't want to spoil it. If someone wants to go see it, I'll be honest, I went to this show, I remember nothing of the story. I don't think it's like this big. <laughs> like, I don't think it's a huge thing. I wasn't prepared, so I didn't know. You may be hearing a common theme here with me, but you know, I wasn't really prepared. I didn't read up on what the Nanta cooking show actually was about. So, you know, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into when, I, when they called me up. Needless to say, the ending was very fun and I did not realize what was happening until way after the show. because. 
while you're on the stage, a lot of things are happening behind your back. <laughs> so you don't really know, but the audience, of course, they see it. And they laugh at you and you and don't they know why. laugh at you all the time. And you're just there and you're like, and every time you want to look back, they're like, no, no, look at the audience. <laughs> it was really good. I have good memories. I feel like to me, this would be a trauma more than a good memory. Oh, but no. I mean, what's going to happen, right? You need to be able to laugh at yourself. Yeah. I think it's... I think that's the problem. It's like, you got to be able to laugh at yourself and not oh, feel like awkward. On. I don't know. Honestly, the idea that they come get me to put me on the stage is so terrifying. You're not jumping off the cliff, right? I mean, it's not a dangerous show. No, it's not. Even though they play with knives and all, um, they control them really well and they make very nice music out of it. I remember playing with knives, making music with glasses. They play with steel. They, they have a whole set of, of things that you would typically find in a kitchen and then they prepare basically this big meal. That's that's the show. Go check it out if you're ever in Korea. Tickets are quite readily available. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's There's quite so affordable yeah. and it, it's fun. It's really and it's cool that you can go even if you don't understand any Korean. I think that's 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 a huge draw. It's one of the rare show where it's the case. And while brainstorming for this amazing story, <laughs> well, I mean, all of a sudden, I, I you know, we got into yeah, we got into talking, right? We started remembering other things, and we thought we have one or two more anecdotes where we actually went together. Yes. So one of them was this Taekwondo show. And that story was crazy because you planned the whole day. I remember that. Oh, that was one of our last weeks. Yeah, the first semester. We thought... <laughs> was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So Kevin just plans this whole day where he's like, guys, I'll just take you around to those spots I found. And we're all like, great, take us there because Kevin is amazing at finding great cafes, great restaurants. And then suddenly he takes us to this Taekwondo show which was not at all something I expected, where we go kind of far out uh, in the Gangnam area, if I remember well, yeah. which is south of the river. So for us, it was quite a far commute, let's say. And we end up in this, I don't know, half forest place where there's this road that goes up. Yeah, it's on a bit of a hill, right? Yeah, it was, well, I mean, anything is on a hill in, in Korea, especially Seoul. But yes, <laughs> it was yeah. quite the hill, yeah. There was this huge block, basically the Taekwondo headquarters. Yeah of Seoul, maybe Korea, but for sure Seoul. Probably, probably even Korea, yeah. And it's pretty big because Taekwondo, for those of you who don't know, is the national martial art. It's mostly done with the legs. Uh, there's very little upper body <laughs> fight going on. So it's very flexible. You'll, you'll do a lot of stuff with the legs. And that makes for a pretty impressive show, I have to say. Do you want to talk about your own Taekwondo courses? You mean the one where I hurt myself after <laughs> three weeks? <laughs> five minutes no i think it was at least three weeks in three weeks yeah <laughs> each week one training yeah okay so taekwondo i think in my mind is one of the two national sports with baseball as usual don't take our word for highly researched uh <laughs> knowledge that we convey but yeah so i brought you to this uh taekwondo show which i think they have either once a week once a month i don't remember i yeah i don't remember that either but i remember that i was pretty cool yeah it was it was not a competition i think it was more an exhibition it, it was really to showcase the skills yeah you had a lot of music i do remember gangnam style being in there 
<laughs> with this show where they did the, the horse dance and then uh, all went flying, kicking around and breaking those little cardboards things that they have. It was not cardboards. This was wood. Yeah, so it's not super solid, but it's still, it requires some technique and strength to go through. Mostly technique though, I think. Yeah, because talking about being called up, our friend uh, that we were with, Fabian. Okay, so it's different from Kevin. He wanted to go there. He was pushing to go there. Maybe some important context is that all the performers were kids. And what you should know about Fabian as well is that he's about two meters tall. <laughs> I think he was. No. Yes, no. of course. No, he, he was tall, but not that tall. Yes. You say this because you're not that, that tall. What? <laughs> what? How tall are you? 178. Yeah. How tall are you? 183. Well, there you go. <laughs> He was, I think, 190, 195, but okay. it wasn't two years. Okay, yeah. 195 to Banini Banana. Yeah, same, same. Well, if you put him next to Korean kids. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's huge. Yeah, okay. It's like three times the Korean exactly. like Korean kids. <laughs> exactly. So all these Korean kids were destroying these wood planks. <laughs> he was really excited to go up there. So, you know, he was raising his arm and he really wanted to go. Basically, they asked for kids to come up. And then just have to imagine, you know, the queue of kids standing in line and then Fabian were like almost two meters. <laughs> Quite a funny picture. He managed to break the wood. <laughs> Lucky for him. Yeah, because that yeah, would have been that. really sad. <laughs> oh my God, that's right. I remember that. He was in the queue going up and you could just see him like from the torso like up. <laughs> yeah, but that Taekwondo show was a lot more fun than I thought because when we went, we didn't know what to expect. And certainly not this massive choreography lights music show that was quite it was uh, very well made yeah, very meta as well it wasn't taking itself seriously while still being massively impressive with the skill there was a lot of people flying around and a lot of wood planks were broken that day <laughs> but yeah it was super impressive and this is also something that is quite accessible no korean needed Look it up. There, they have a website. If we find a link, we'll put it in the description. Most likely. Actually, this makes me think of another story we have with Fabian, where we did something a lot weirder in Korea. And I don't know if you remember, like the horse racing betting thing. <laughs> do you do you remember that? I remember the horse racing event very vividly. Someone talked us into going there. And I think it was at school. I actually think, yeah, it was at university. It's a bit fuzzy on the details. However, I remember it was someone from school, official or not, I don't remember, telling us there was this event for foreigners, literally only foreigners, because it is forbidden to gamble in Korea for Koreans. Uh, so Koreans cannot access their own casinos, which I find kind of hilarious. And maybe this is also a good point to uh, mention that gambling can be addictive and is bad. Don't gamble. <laughs> but we didn't, I mean, we didn't really gamble because they gave us free money and we just played that and lost that. <laughs> Basically what happened, we were brought there, which is, it was sketchy. It was a bit sketchy. It was sketchy. So it looked like an old pub. They had all these booths and there was free food. Oh. I remember the free food. Of course you do. <laughs> More like snacks, I guess. But there was drinks and snacks we were just allowed to chill there and i think we got like 30 bucks in whatever horse betting money and we were just sitting in these booths and there was all these screens around us it was live horse racing of course but it was not there it was just somewhere in the world or in korea 
I guess we'll never know. We had no idea. We didn't really care either. <laughs> so basically, we could electronically do some bets with this money. And as we're all students, as soon as all the money ran out, we just went out. out. <laughs> we just got out. It was not electronically. We had papers no? that we, I think it was paper. No. Yeah. Was it? Well, I think we're really, really fuzzy on the details, as we said. Yeah. But then we went out. And I so this place was in a casino. At the time, it was like those casinos were a big thing. So there are only two casinos that opened at the time. They were the first ones. And again, no Koreans allowed. So it's, it was mostly for foreigners and especially Chinese tourists that uh, really liked coming over and were basically the whole population of the casino because again, Koreans can go. It was quite hilarious because most of the advertisement for the casinos was in two spots in Seoul, the airport, <laughs> which makes a lot of sense. And in Myeongdong, which makes also a lot of sense because it was basically the Chinese Mecca for shopping. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that, that was that was quite a surreal experience because the casino was not exactly in the center. It took us quite forever to get there. It was winter. It was so cold. And we just get out of this sketchy horse bed room or something where the only other person than us were Chinese. Everyone was smoking. Everyone was in suits. It was very strange. That was quite the weird experience. Sometimes in Korea, there's weird things for foreigners, like weird free events. And that one was definitely one of them. <laughs> for sure. Well, I think we've been uh, reminiscing quite a bit. So I would propose that we go on today's recommendation. Yeah, please. If you have one, that is. <laughs> you know, not only did we uh, find out how I figure out my stories, but we also found out how Ophelia prepares for her recommendations. Which is allowed. <laughs> Which is allowed. No, of course, of course. I'm not saying it's not allowed, but... Oh, um... no, 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 no. Uh, allowed. I'm voicing what I'm writing. Oh. Yeah, like, allowed. Yes. Like, I'm saying allowed what I'm writing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have to, right? Because I'm going to say it afterwards. When I write, I don't say it. But in this particular case, it's, it's easier. So you're very loud. <laughs> this is what we're going to remember from this. <laughs> Thank I you, Kevin. Loud. I heard loud. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> also, I was literally in the same room. So that is the reason why I was very badly prepared. I could not focus. It's going to be my fault. All right. All well, right, it needs right. to be someone's fault and it can't be mine. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like a bullshit machine. <laughs> Anyways. No cursing in my podcast. So today's recommendation is The Girl Who Fell Beneath the Sea by Axie O, who, by the way, has a super badass name. If you like Spirited Away or are into mythology in general, this book is for you. I really recommend it. It's exactly the same dreamy atmosphere that you get in Spirited Away while still being very confused at the logic of things, which I really like in a book. No, not at all. It's a book with words and no drawings, except on the cover. <laughs> so the girl who fell beneath the sea tells the story of Mina, a girl who lives in a village where every year a beautiful woman is thrown into the sea as a bride to appease the sea god. Uh, they believe it will stop the flooding of the village. You can think it's misguided or whatever, but Mina has grown up in this culture, so, so she thinks it's pretty cool. <laughs> or pretty normal, at least. This year, the village believes it is Shimchong, the beloved of Mina's brother, who is the ideal choice to throw to the sea god. And Mina doesn't agree because uh, she thinks that her brother will probably die of sadness if his beloved is thrown to the sea 
So she decides to take her fate and jump in the sea instead. She ends up in the world of spirits and discovers that not everything is what it seems. The tale is magical, dreamy, which are words that might sound a bit cheesy, but that's really how it feels when you read it in the best way possible. The way she travels through the ghost world, the strange mysteries that she needs to unravel quite literally are quite captivating. Now, why do I recommend it in our podcast about Korea? <laughs> it's because it is the retelling of a famous Korean fairy tale, the tale of Shim Chong, which if you've noticed is the name of the girl that was supposed to go in the sea. Um, it's a dark version of Cinderella, if you have to picture it. And I recommend that you go check it out as well. I mean, you know, darker version of the original Cinderella, the one where she cuts her. It's already quite dark. <laughs> well, yeah, but that, that one's darker. Like, it's great. <laughs> In general, Asian fairy tales tend to be even darker than the Grimm brother fairy tales. So anyway, I recommend it. <laughs> what a great way to start the year. <laughs> well, you know, we were talking about desperation earlier. I'm, I'm keeping the theme here. That's great. Closing down the episode the way you started it. Desperation, dark humor. And uh, us. Sorrow. <laughs> and us, of course. And with that, it's the end of today's episode. Thank you for listening. Reach out to us on Instagram at soulbound underscore podcast or old school via email at soulboundpodcast at gmail.com. As you know, and as you heard, we're always on the lookout for stories about Korea to feature in our next episode and we'd love to hear yours. So don't be shy and actually... You know, send us something. <laughs> you listen to Soulbound. We hope you had a fun and a nice journey. See you next episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.